Sometimes you gotta get out and smell the roses. Looks like you're on vacation, Nick, and you're not. I'm always on vacation. That's what the life of an entrepreneur is. It's never work. It's all it's all like it's like modeling, like making little model cars. That's all this is. Uh, all right, so today um, we're going to talk about uh, an important topic, validation. Um, and the way that I want to tee this up, Charles, uh, as we come back from our intro, um, we're calling it the franchise murder mystery. Uh, what happens is you, you ask a franchise buyer or a franchisee uh, if they would buy it again. And if the answer is maybe or no, uh, you're in trouble. Your brand's been murdered. Uh, so let's get after it. I mean, the reality is I want to, I want to work through the, the recovery method of bad validation and bad validation can happen in any form. Let's say, uh, and, and this is, this is applicable to any business because the reality is if someone says, yeah, inter Nicola law firm is okay. Or mainland 1851. Yeah. I didn't get any leads out of it. All of a sudden, like those moments end up having impact. And as a brand, you need to take that as an opportunity to get in front of that message and control it. So Charles, uh, bad validation, we can say either for us or for a franchisor, um, or call it neutral. A, a neutral might be like, yeah, maybe I would do this again. Uh, how do you recover from that? Well, in the first part is even identifying it and knowing that it exists, right? Because, um, I mean, unlike our businesses, which are service-based, you know, eventually a client or a customer of a business disappears. Your franchisees are locked into contracts, right? So you're with them for a while. Um, as a service provider, I fear the most a lack of communication. If someone isn't even willing to say, hey, I'm not happy, that's when you really lose. And so, so if we're going to go into the franchise world, how many how much are you losing just from your franchisees not being raving fans of your franchise system? I mean, millions. Because if you take if you take the best brands, let's let's break this down by percentage. And and this is don't this is like don't quote me data. But if you took every brand that franchises from now and go backwards five years, I would guess one percent of them will break a hundred units. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Why don't they get there? Uh, I think what you just said, Charles, they, they don't build up a culture of raving fans because I've always said this, uh, anything that our, our business can do uh, is for, call it 20-ish percent uh, of your growth. 80% of your growth is going to come from referrals. And therefore, the number one asset for franchise growth are franchisees. So if you don't onboard people that could eventually be raving fans of you, um, and they can be quiet ravers, um, I, I think you leave a lot of money on the table and you become part of the 99% that doesn't get over 100 units. Right, and, and we know it goes beyond just the numbers, right? Although the numbers are big, but when we were doing, we had all those franchisee interviews, culture, management team, and consumer mission, you know, were as big a factors as um, income replacement, wealth building. 
absolutely, and, and probably equally. I mean, the the money, like we talked about this last time, that the money uh, has to be a part of the discussion, no matter what. Like, how much money can I pull out of this thing, and can it can it replace my income? Um, but there's all these other factors uh, that carry equal weight. So I I do think what you said is important. Uh, understanding or trying to listen to validation, and there's tools out there like Franchise Business Review is a is a great system that a franchisor can use to get a pulse on what is the sentiment of the brand. Um, for what it's worth, our company does quarterly check-ins with our clients where we're asking them to grade us uh, in things that we feel uh, other agencies would would struggle at or do struggle at to make sure that we're on par. It's definitely not perfect, but we're asking them like. Would you refer us? Would you would you tell someone else to to use us? And just asking that question, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not foolproof, but at least we know. And they're like, yeah, I mean, my experience been okay. Well, that's not a raving fan. How do we change it? How do we make their experience better? Um, and and you know the the old saying that you know a third of your franchisees are going to be tough. Uh, that's probably true, but I think by listening to them, you can gain some insights. And then you can build counter stories, or you can make adjustments. You can you can create solutions for your brand. I, I I think that's that's the beauty of being surrounded by all these people that are entrepreneurial. If you listen to the insights, they will give you the pathway to great validation. They will. Nick, let let's dive into this a little, right? So if we're going to backcast a little, franchise brand, their numbers are fine, right? At least they're on par with their competition. Um, so it's not an item 19 type thing. Franchisees, they're making whatever level of income they're supposed to be making. What creates that difference between the two brands where, you know, they both systems produce the same unit level economics. One has raving fans and is thriving and one doesn't. I mean, it's probably the same in a, in a work environment, right? Like someone leaves a company to go get the same salary at at another company, why are they making that move? They probably didn't see a path. Pathway to move up. Um, uh, it's not, it's not hard to see what the gap is, you know? So I, I, for me, outside looking in, um, one of the areas I think that could add easily to that relationship, I feel like franchisors should do more coaching and more strategic planning on a quarterly basis. Uh, and I feel like that would help create a better relationship for validation. Yeah. And, and using, using your touch points with your franchisees to, to understand what their pain points are. Like, look, I mean, I think one of the smartest business models of franchising that is unspoken or, or, un, or not celebrated enough was the value of the, the franchise coach consultant. So the business consultant that they put in place and call it one per, I don't know, 20 franchisees. I think structurally it's, it's a very good thing to have that as a franchisor. I think tactically, uh, if you were to apply a traction-esque model to the way that they're having conversations with franchisees and saying, let's set your rocks, let's create your goals. And if they could bring that down to them, now suddenly you've, you've put a coach in place that's coaching them to their goals. So it, it's helping align them, a franchisee, to where they want to go. 
I think that 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 action's not happening enough in franchise brands. And so if you don't understand the goals, the dreams, the visions of the franchisee and and, and beyond, like it might start with, I want to replace my income or I, I want to be a boss. I, I want to be my own boss. But then beyond that, they still have goals and dreams attached to the business. And if you don't understand what they are as it relates to your company, then you're going to struggle to help them achieve those goals. And when they fall off the tracks, you also won't know. So I think statement in a simplistic way, business the, the business consultant within a franchise system is deeply critical. If a franchisor applies traction all the way down to their franchisees and works through it on an individual basis, you will at least know what the landmines are that might track them from, from validating the brand. Yeah, Nick, <clears throat> think about the value there, right? If you're straight, you're, whether it's one per 25 or whatever the number is, think about one full year of traction type planning with franchisees. At the end of the year, you can almost heat map the challenges they face, right? The rocks that move the needle for certain franchisees during the year. I mean, you're unlocking the formula to move that bottom 25% up right? Or elevate their levels. I mean, there's just so much data there. And then when you think about the data, so now you're creating franchisee validation, but you're just mapping out the entire marketing strategy for your franchise system going forward, right? Because Clearly. you're diving deeper than anyone else in understanding why and the transformation they're looking for. I mean, totally. And, and so you break it down. I mean, this, this is applying fundamental... Uh, strategy for the way that you're organizing uh, your business. Now, Dawn uh, from SMB Franchise Advisors posted a comment. I don't know if I can. It's not. It's not appearing. I, we saw it in the in the private Facebook group. Again, if if you're finding this online, Google Franchise Growth Mastermind. Uh, if you're for in franchising, and we would love to have you in our group. But she she made a comment uh, like legally. How do you how do you sway uh, prospects towards those who validate? Um, and Charles, I mean, you're the, you're the expert on this, but in, in my opinion, you, you don't sway them. Uh, if you, if you already have the insight of who validates, then go focus some of your energy on those that don't validate and understand why. Um, but I think you can, you can guide a prospect to where they should do their homework in, in this sense. I don't think prospects enter a, a system and say, I want to be at the, I want to be a bottom franchisee. They say, I want to be a top. So when you build content and stories around your top franchisees, a good franchise prospect is going to say, those are the ones I want to talk with. I want to talk with your best franchisees because I want to be one of them. And so that that alone could set up an interesting pathway, but legally you can't, you can't guide them, right? Yeah. I mean, legally you don't want to be doing that, right? You'd be creating a blueprint for a plaintiff's lawyer to come in and and, and just, you know, if there's too many coordinated communications, right? And Don made a good point. Of course, they're not giving financial, you know, we're not giving them a list of franchisees to go share financial data, although that's that that's all fair game. But what, what I like even better, Nick, when we did a video for franchisees, something you're talking about now is your advice to a franchisee was, hey, go find the bottom 25% in item 19 or the bottom 25% of performers and talk to them, yep. right? So I look, when we see the strong brands, I think if you build, if your management team is culture focused, you're mission focused, you're coaching those franchisees, um, you shouldn't have a validation problem.
I mean, you could have, maybe you do have, if you have a, a financial performance issue, your system's not working. Well, that's something, you know, you get, you got a bigger issue there, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. Right. I mean, it's not as simple as saying go fix X and it's going to turn to Y. Um, there was something else that, that I, oh, I wanted to ask you this. So why it like, I don't, I don't know if you know an answer. So call this a, a silly question, but why like can a candidate at a job or, you know, if someone's saying, I want to, I want to talk to some of your references for the law firm, why can we guide them for getting a job or for, for building our business? Why can we guide them to the good and franchisors can't? Meaning what a franchisor can't. Oh man, yeah, like, the look, the franchise, look, the, franchisors could it's always a matter of degree right nick so if you're consistently referencing one or two franchisees um maybe that by itself isn't what creates the tipping point but then if the relationship gets too deep and you have too much repetition you know where there's smoke sometimes there's fire more importantly you don't need to be wrong as a franchisor i'm not saying any of this is technically legal wrong but once you get sued, right and wrong doesn't matter. How much money you're spending does. And then someone's going to tell a false narrative and it becomes a little too easy. So, so you know, the reality is franchisees have um, – the FDD gives a list of all franchisees to contact. Technically, that should be available to them. And, you, you know, you should avoid directing them too much. But I don't think one action per se is a violation. Just a pattern and what happens over time. And lawyers, will make say up, from, Nick, from per, lawyers per, just make things up, right? And once you get held in that litigation, that's where you lose traction. I will say from, from personal experience with validation on, on uh, both fronts, uh, we've, we've had some landmines as a business from uh, competitors doing smear campaigns, and we've had some interference with uh, some hiring uh, challenges that we've gone through. So we've gone through both. Um, and Charles, you once said this to me as, you know, I, I was venting to you. I was asking you like, how do we even combat negative garbage out there? I was like, we do good work. Uh, and you said, you control the story. Like you're not getting into the story. You're not putting out your long narratives. You're not, you're not telling your why you, why now? Like you, you guided me in that direction. So if you're trying to solve a validation issue internally, one, there's, there's certainly the things that you should look to fix. Um, but two, it's also get out there and build your story that the, the truthful story and let, let, let someone else cut the, cut the cards at some point, you know, like let, let them see the good and the bad and make their own decision. But um, I mean, we, we, we battled through it and we continue to, you have a, you have a target on your back. They're, they come, they come, come for you. So. Well, the, the good part is the truthful part, right? Like how refreshing is it just to be honest with everything? And even acknowledge those weaknesses. And, you know, there, there's some attraction there. And then there's honesty and genuineness about what you need to fix. I mean, I'm paranoid about what I don't know about our business, right? If we've disappointed a client and I don't know about it, or if there's a perception, whether, you know, so it's good to let that get out there. Even, Nick, I have to say, um, even with these live streams, right? I, I mean, I've even received criticism like, hey, you're a franchise lawyer. What do you know about franchise development, right? And, and things like that. But 
you know, I know what I know. It's it's not everything, but but we're, I think we're building a good base. So I, I think it's great for the franchise brands to own this stuff. And I think from that story perspective, you know, really tell and own that, that you know, those failures sometimes. Yeah, I mean, what you just said, I think is super important. And, and you think about your controllable areas of the story, like if, go, go back tactically, does your website have franchisee stories on there? It doesn't. Get, get one on there. Start start baby step. Like get get a franchisee telling why they bought into this brand or why why they would do it again. Um, if your PR is always you know my ice cream shop has opened an insert market, maybe change that. Talk about the story of the person behind it and why they're opening this this ice cream shop and insert market. So like there's places. Social media is another place. Uh, there's places where you can you can join in your own conversation, elevate the the stories in the right way, and get it in front of uh, audiences that are going to do their homework on on your brand. and And I'll tell you this, Charles. I mean, I'll I'll say this for personal experience with you. I I, I agree with you. the The unknown is is probably the scariest part of validation. Um, but like I. I, I'm a validator for you. Um, and if I hear a, a shared client say, you know, I was disappointed that X happened with Inner Nicola because I'm a validator of you, I come to you and I go, hey, just, just say no. Here's, yep. here's, and, and that's what the validators yep. end up doing. They protect your brand too. So not everybody's going to like, like you. Uh, not everyone's going to agree with the way that you do business. Not everyone's going to um, scream, hooray from the roof. You could take Elon Musk going on SNL. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Like that's just the way this world works. Uh, so come to that conclusion. Not everyone's going to like you, but really commit and invest into those who do. And I think it'll, it'll build an armor around whatever business you're trying to grow. It's good advice, right? And, and, and the process I think is as important as the end result, right? That journey whether it involves traction type planning, surveys, um, that process is as important as the end result. And by this point in this uh, video, uh, if you've watched this long, if you've, <laughs> uh, if you've clicked into this, I mean, I think we solved the franchise murder mystery because we might be the first content team in the history of franchising to put the word murder in a subject headline. <laughs> Uh, this is Fran X. As always, we are glad to have you on our team. See ya.